Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Yo, what up, sports fans? Uh, I'm Aaron, the Clit Master Warner. With me, as always, my co-host, Stefan Heck. And today we have a special guest. I, sorry, I forgot uh, you were the Clit Master. Yeah, I guess like, <laughs> yeah. If, if you want to know the origins of the Clit Master, listen to pa- basically, I was listening to the Canucks conversation. They have a guy called Aaron, the Clip Master. He makes clips oh, yeah. for TikTok and YouTube and stuff. And uh, yeah, no, I want to get in on that business. And the Clip Master sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, of course. Don't know how long it's going to stick for. <laughs> but we have Jackson McDonald of Roxy Fever uh with us today. What's Hi. up everybody? How's it, going, Jackson? it is such an honor to be on Chapo Trap House. I've been a big <laughs> fan for a long time. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, for real though, it is Man. very nice to actually finally meet you guys. I know. Yeah, I, I feel like we've followed each other for. Well, I guess I've had like multiple like hockey. We followed each other for like years. I think like yeah, oh, going yeah. on a decade now. Because really, I started the hockey stuff in like, oh, uh, yeah, twenty fourteen. I, I think I kind of just assumed that Jackson would have been on Real Good Show, and like I forgot because it like who guess word didn't I actually, permeate wait, my. I actually, were you on Real Good Show once? I, I was on yeah. Real Good Show, but after it was just Justin. Right. Oh, okay. So yeah. 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 So yeah. not with Stefan. I, I like. I mean, I forget like every. And this is not like a slight against any of our guests. This is no, more no. just like me. Like as soon I have like podcast mode, and then and then like the rest of like my life, I guess. So like, yeah, totally. I, I just keep them separate. But like, I've just like forgotten basically every guest on every show I've ever done. Essentially, yeah, I couldn't tell so. you who. Like, I could tell you who the last two guests on Roxy Fever were, and then yeah, beyond that, like yeah. Uh, no, we're, it's, we're, we're uh, trying to get more guests on here. So that's good. Um, well, I'm, I mean, I, I feel like I, I had to like, I stopped just sort of, uh, short of directly asking to be on. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, know, I know like why, I mean, one of the reasons you're on Aaron was Let, telling me about, let's do a little teaser uh, yeah, for sure. later. Yeah, Cause I think right. this is all we'll like end the show, but Jackson found an incredible, uh, reading series oh, for our, uh, Miller. Yeah. She wrote. Uh, it's a, a little iMac joint from what was it, 1998? Oh, oh man, I, mean, I have a whole <laughs> dossier if you want it. You know, like I, I could, we could do an entire episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, the, well, the best one is the I think is the I have them all ordered in in like uh, memento style where it like it the the truth is is. Uh, revealed to you over time by going backwards oh perfect um, but like uh the best one is is the the oldest one which is yeah from 1998 yeah because yeah, well, we, we've we we had an kind of an ongoing thing on here with our early episodes where we would like go back and read an old article and i think most of the time it was imac i think there may have been mm-hmm. a couple specter ones in there too yeah um, oh yeah but it 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 became like uh well, it was just like too depressing, I guess. <laughs> Cuz it was yeah. him, all the articles are him being like, I mean, Jake Vertanen is like the future of the Vancouver Canucks, you yeah, know, absolutely. like uh yeah. Cole Castles, like I mean, what oh, are we doing? Oh, Cole here? Castles. So, 
Oh God. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good poll. Cole Castles is a good. Thank poll. you. I was trying yeah. to think of someone like that. Basically, only listeners of the show will like remember. Totally. Uh, yeah. And Cole Castles is who I settled on. But the big news for this episode, and Aaron, I mean, this is something people have been asking about for a while, and we've been promising it for a while, and we kind of. Oh have, yeah. I guess it is kind of some bad news. We'll see what happens the second we, time around. But what happened with John Taffer and our John Taffer? Campaign? So oh, no. yeah, I was going to say it's a pretty good segue because like I was trying to think today if like our podcast has any enemies because I think most podcasts will have have enemies, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And we I don't know if we have one yet besides maybe iMac, but I think John Taffer <laughs> might be joining those ranks because oh, he might be fuck, on the list. Yeah, he, he let our our cameo expire. Wow. Well, it wasn't even yeah. So here's the thing, like with and I'm, I'm very familiar with cameo. So you can either let it expire or you can like outright reject it and like send a message, right? Which is mm-hmm. we've had that happen before on on Blocked Party a couple times, and he didn't reject it. Uh, so correct. And I, yeah, I'm I'm wondering if like, I mean. I think he would have just rejected it or like whoever's running it for him. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't necessarily think it was a full on like out and out rejection. Um, but I think your, your solution was to just yeah, resend so it the, like one more time. The right? email says your request for John Taffer has expired. Unfortunately, yeah. your personalized video from John Taffer could not be completed by the requested time. And he's a busy man. Sure. He's out course. there. Yeah. He's uh campaigning for the RNC. He's got a TV show. Um, yeah, he's like a big right-wing psycho. Yeah. It's something that I always forget. Uh, yeah, yeah. I like talk at CPAC and shit. But yeah. this has happened for me before. I got a cameo from Lacey from Love After Lockup, who is this this gal from the show that was dating two different convicts at the same time. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And they both like got out of prison. It was, Get it, was it girl. Pretty That's good, awesome. Pretty good arc. Um <laughs> So she didn't do it, and I was kind of bummed. I mean, and how then, are they going like, to know, couple- right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, a couple days later, I just got the cameo, and I kept my refunded money. They just like do it for free sometimes. It must oh, be yeah. like cameo VC money, or they do it to keep a good rating or something. Now, obviously, John Taffer's a bigger reality TV fish than Lacey from season two of Love After Lockup, but... yeah. I'm kind of hoping I just like wake up tomorrow and there's a surprise cameo. I'll probably just order it tomorrow if I don't hear anything, like reorder it. But if that falls through, then we have to think of something else. I, uh, I do think, yeah. So I, I think we do the reorder, see what happens. Hopefully this time he just rejects it rather than lets it expire because I don't mm-hmm. want to have it in the back of my mind like, man, did he even see this? I want know? some closure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um. but... Jackson, maybe you can help with this. We're looking at like other options for, oh. and it can be like so. The budget for this is, I guess, five hundred dollars, really. Yeah. Um. So it could be like a bunch of like cheap cameos. Yeah. Or it could yeah, be like right. one a bit pricier guy. I mean, he's really actually. I should see how much he costs because he's iced tea. Well, no, I'm thinking. Okay, that would be it. Uh, iced tea would be good. Ice T would be really good. Uh, he does a great job with all of his cameos. We got one from him for the Go Off Kings. He never Back phones he was it in on anything. Oh he's, no, it's, it's fantastic. You guys ever listen to his uh, metal band Body Count? Yes. Yeah, they fucking I mean, rock. They're so they're so funny. He's great. He's yeah. he's good at everything basically. Now, Dog the Bounty Hunter is four hundred and two dollars Canadian, so it does fit the okay, budget. Okay, that would work. However, yeah. the, the thing with Dog, mm-hmm. um, he's like. 
he's like dying. I think like it's not oh. if so if you like watch like not good. His he can't really talk very well anymore. I don't think there's a chance in hell he's going to be able to pronounce Aquilini. Okay, without well, like falling over. Here's here's an idea for you. Okay. Um, okay. We ordered. Well, I say we. Uh, I can't remember. I think I did chip in a little bit of money. Um, yeah. For a birthday cameo, I believe for J.D. Burke, possibly for other people as well, from okay. uh, Joe Ganascoli, who played, um, I can't remember, Vito, the, the, the gay guy on The Sopranos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his cameos okay. are fantastic. Like I was going to say, he seems like he would be good at cameo. And, and also, he's Italian. So, you know, you don't have to worry about him oh, being able yeah. to pronounce Aquilini. That's true. That's and, a good point. You know, so you he's $267 and he's okay. smoking a cigar in most of his cameos. He, most like of too. them are in his car and he's smoking a cigar while he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's I, pretty uh, good. Yeah. Okay. I kind of want to get one from the ancient aliens guy. So oh, I've done good. this before. Maybe we can, we can splice it in, but sure. I got him to do one after, uh, after friend of the show, Jake, the snake. Uh, he had sex for the first time in years and yes. Good for he's him. a big, like Congrats. ancient aliens head. And so, yeah, the narrator was like, is it possible? Could it be that one day he'll like have sex again or whatever? So I think it'd be pretty good about like making the playoffs or starting a rebuild or selling the team. Like that yeah. that's, that's workable. Well, uh, the other thing to keep in mind with cameo and they've, this is, I'm just discovering this now. This is a feature they've added and I think it's, a legitimately good feature for them to have on here, but they have the average video length on each person's page. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is really good because because John Taffer, actually, we should see what Taffer's is. It's like, it's got to be like 20 seconds. It's got to be, I think it's, maybe, it's, yeah. it's, it's under 40 for sure. 37. 30, it is exactly 37 seconds. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and you're paying $469 Canadian for that, by the way. So we're not going to get, like, I think Taffer, I think, would nail it, but. 30, 34 seconds, whatever it's going to be. I mean, that's not worth it. So, Dog the Bounty Hunter, mm-hmm. minute 10. Okay. Not much Pretty better. Good. And he's just rambling as well. Yeah, he suck, apparently, from what I've heard. They're really bad. I mean, yeah. they're horrible. They're really, really bad. Vito, on the other hand, $267, average video length, three minutes, 11 seconds. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Now we're talking. Yeah. I, Sean I Avery, 94 bucks, average oh. video length, two and a half minutes. That would be pretty okay. good, too. Honestly, the thing about Sean Avery, too, is Sean Avery might just give you his real opinion on Francesco. Oh, that, yeah, exactly. Because I'm sure he does actually have... I I'm sure actually thinks... kind of fucking love Sean Avery. Like That might that could did, be the one. Did yeah. you guys hear the story about how he... Um, uh, he was, like, in a bike lane, like, cycling, right? And yeah. he, he got in this, like, huge altercation... Uh, where he like damaged a person's vehicle because they were parked in a bike lane or something <laughs> like that. His oh, that his rap sheet is so funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, he he would be a really good option. I mean, I'm looking through the hockey players here. Um, I think he's pretty much like the best option by far. Unless oh, we're gonna do no uh, question for Nate, a hockey player. Nate Schmidt for 118. dollars That's pretty funny. <laughs> How is Sean Avery um, less money than Nate Schmidt? That's crazy to me. And yeah. he's done like almost 2000 of them here it says. So, um wow. Sean Avery, hey, how about how about this guy's this guy's been in the news recently, Timu Solani. Oh god. Oh. Yeah. That could be fine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. God. <laughs> the fin- the that was so trash. depressing. Oh, <laughs> Timu <yeah>. Solani. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Um 
Yeah, I think I think Avery is a good one for sure. The thing with Avery is that he is ninety four dollars, so that would leave us. If we're looking at the the budget here, we could get a couple mm-hmm. more cameos too. Yeah, and that's, so. that's enough money to go Avery and Joe, right? Did you say yeah, less? It is actually. It is. And we still have enough left yeah. over to get a to get a Joey's guy. World Tour, maybe or, or an Joey's. Ancient yeah, <laughs> that's that, bang that for your buck. Good. I think. Yeah. Think about how much yeah. more content you're getting than 30 seconds of John Taffer. <laughs> Although hearing John Taffer say shut it down about the Vancouver Canucks would kind of be yeah, that's the dream. Right? I mean, you know who would actually be really good? I don't. This guy kind of pisses me off, but he does really good cameos. Is Michael Rapaport? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Because he would like go in on Aquilini too. I kind of like, he really really I would. have a soft spot for Michael Rappaport. I know he's kind I of an idiot, like, I, but like yeah, yeah, I mean I I didn't. He was kind of annoying. I think on Twitter and stuff. And mm-hmm. then you see his uh, it, we we watched a bunch of his cameos for Blocks Party, and it's like oh, this guy's like really good at what he does, which he's is like, just being like a prick. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. That, good character actor. I like That's the a good Michael Rappaport option. Yeah, because he would talk like to so much. Seven. Yeah, his yeah. average video length is just under two minutes. Yeah. How much is how oh, much man. did you say? He's two sixty seven? Two sixty seven. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Um I mean obviously we we can we'll ask the Discord as well. So if, For if sure. the Discord yes, has any suggestions. Absolutely. Uh and, and people on Twitter too, let us know. Although of course we will <laughs> Weigh the opinions of the <laughs> of the Discord users over the Twitter plebs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, <laughs> you can also Would get you... Tommy Chung for two hundred bucks, or Dude, John his Lovitz so... for two hundred. <laughs> Tommy Chung is so bad because it's like him with his like younger wife, not like that much younger, but like she's clearly like she has all her like faculties about her, I guess. And Tommy Chung um, <laughs> maybe does not as much. Uh... So it's a little, it's kind of rough, but. Yeah, I'm I'm like leaning towards Michael Rappaport to be honest. Yeah, I think I, like I think that's that a good option. A I mean, obviously John Taffer would be the ideal one just because he can say shut it down to Aquilini, but like Rappaport would like tear him a new asshole. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Very good. Excellent. This isn't a good segue, but um, speaking of new assholes, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Canucks are officially out of the playoffs. Yes, Hooray. they are. Uh, I I think it's like a good time to like reflect and contemplate you know now that they're officially out not that yeah. they were ever like potentially they were in potentially but... out seven games into the season arguably yeah, like after all those multi-goal blown leads like all right well here we go yeah but it does i think to me illuminate uh what another wasted year especially with how good petterson's been performing and hughes has and been hughes, performing i mean and kuzmenko as well like just i mean this was and Jackson, I don't know if you were the same way, but but at the start of the year, Aaron and I were like, kind of like we, our hand was sort of forced, but we were like, you know what? Let's just like cheer for them to make the playoffs this year. Who gives a fuck? Like they're they're never going to rebuild. They're probably not bad enough to like really bottom out or whatever. And and then like the start of the year happened, and it was like, oh, this is like this is like the worst start ever in the history of the team. Yeah. Basically, this is incredible. I, like, were you did you were you a little bit excited? Not excited, maybe, but were you like? Uh, I kind of want them to make the playoffs. Like, why not? I'm pretty much always a hater. uh, So I didn't think they would. But I definitely uh, crossed the threshold into being like, okay, it's stupid to want to like root for them to lose now because they have nothing Mm -hmm. to gain anymore from. Yes. From losing, really. Like, it it becomes different at the end of a season like this where it's like, okay, they're out of it. And. You know, Connor yeah. Bedard is a, a player designed in a lab to save the Vancouver Canucks or whatever. But yes, and they and to their credit, I mean, obviously they fucked it up big time. But they've lo- they've they've been losing they've been a bit losing more, more recently. recently. Yeah, Which I just good. right yeah. now Soothing. their odds are six yeah. percent. I'll I will take that. 
<sighs> if they if oh, that's yeah, where they end up, I will take six yeah. percent, no question. Yeah. Um I'll take the ninth overall pick as well. If, yeah, if totally. we don't get first, sure. you know, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh but as far as going into this season, like there was a uh a, a shift for me in that like it was like, yeah, okay, well the path of least resistance now is to be like, okay, they play like they did under Brudra for a full year and yeah. they get like the second wild card spot or something. Uh yeah. you know, and um and yeah, I mean, I, I was I I have a weird relationship th- with the team now where I kind of both want them to succeed, but also hate them at the same time. And like, yeah, I, 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 I think w- we're in the same I wish spot pain now. on a yeah. lot of people who would be happy if they if they made the playoffs. So like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a win win, lose, lose, you know, however you want to look at it sort of thing. But yeah, no, I definitely yeah. was what it definitely was a shift in that, especially with such a likable coach too, in in Bruce Boudreaux and at the time, yeah. like a more likable front office, which I think is kind of that's kind of dissipated now. They really bungled that in. They? <laughs> they really did. Yeah, that was uh... <laughs> they, they did. Although I feel like maybe it's just me and I'm just like, just exhausted dealing with this team is like it's been long enough since the Boudreaux thing happened I guess and obviously that was like mm-hmm. horrible and, and like I well, do the, the story th- thing I, as well right that's the thing oh, for yeah, me is because I, I do I yeah. do like know her and yeah, so have sure. like a tiny prior like a little bit of a prior relationship with her just in that like yeah. she was a guest on a show that I did with Reese pretty much that's about it but you know yeah. like as soon as you uh, and I've, I've like been lucky enough to meet work with, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of people who either have worked for NHL teams or do currently work for NHL teams. And it's like, it's impossible not to root for them when, yeah, uh, when they, when they take a job like that. And then, so when for her to get that job and then have it be kind of this hugely ballyhooed thing. And then just like a, a second later, be like, actually, never mind. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a bummer. That, that was probably the, the start of it for me. And then the Bruce thing, obviously, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. The Bruce thing. The more I think about it, the more I do think. I mean, obviously, everything kind of the buck stops with Aquilini and everything. And I don't want to like take anything, take any blame away from like Rutherford or whatever. But like, it just seemed like really not Rutherford style. Like to all of a sudden be this much of an asshole. Sure. Yeah. So like, yeah, I I, I do think Aquilini. Just was like you can't fire him now. Basically. Well, yeah. By that same token, like. It's also stupid that they fired him when they were losing so much. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, there's a reason it's, why Dallas Eakins still has a job, right? Yep. Is that yeah. they were able to identify <laughs> that losing this season is good. So, like, even if it was his hand being forced or whatever, and he wanted to fire him months ago, that's a bad idea. That sucks. Well, they they never wanted to tank. I mean, th- this is the thing, and we've talked, we've said this so many fucking times before. And the reason we really we were so blindsided by the Philip Ronick trade, and I, Jackson, you quote tweeted my old post recently. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I did. It not wasn't to dunk yeah yeah it was no, no, just no, like know, how life uh, how fast life moves beach. yeah because yeah. we were all on the same page i feel like where after the horvat deal happened we're like oh my god they're they're actually doing it they're they're best trade they're by call- the canucks since the trade oh. to get horvat yes at the time they, that they it was were, made they, yeah absolutely yeah. They, they were they were calling it a season early they were they were saying this year's a write-off they they went for a futures a relatively futures-based package the first rounder was a, a great piece obviously um, and then they just ripped it all out from under us and horribly, uh, I'll never man. forgive them. And, and then also the stuff with 
I guess Hronik has like a shoulder injury yeah. and they're yeah. playing like, him anyway. Okay, and, like, but hilarious. to defend them on that one, <laughs> that's kind of a it's kind of a G move if your plan is to compete next year to be yeah. like, okay, we're gonna trade for the for the best, the player who's gonna help us the most, who's also hurt right now and can't help us win down the stretch. And like <laughs> yeah, ruin our draft. Thoughts, that is which true. is totally not what they were thinking. I don't think, but like, no, it, no. I, I don't hate I, that element of it. I guess the, the <laughs> only idea I've had about that is they wanted to see how he gelled with the team because they can extend him this off season, and you know this yeah, management loves spending money. Yep. So like, it's probably okay. We'll have a three game sample size. Let's sign him for six years at whatever because we know he's going to oh. be good. Yeah, to, and he did, he did look quite good, but... <laughs> to go back to the uh, the Rutherford-Bruce thing for a second, I don't think this has been mm-hmm. uh, reported on at all, um, but uh, I I have it on like pretty good authority. I've, I've heard from kind of people closer to the team than I am that basically what happened there is like... So the owner hired the coach, which everyone knows. Like, everyone knows that yeah. there's no... Yeah. Like the whole thing about yeah, like, he, oh, got, he got hired before, before Rutherford, Rutherford right? did it. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, well, they consulted first. And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure mm, yeah. the extent of that was like, what do you think about Bruce Boudreaux, Jim? Oh, yeah. Good coach. Yeah, totally. Sure. Just like <laughs> apropos of nothing. And then Aquilini hired him and then was like, no, we talked about it beforehand. Um, but uh, I think they wanted to not exercise the option at the end of the year, which Obviously would have been tough from a PR standpoint because everybody loved Bruce so much. It would have been really but tough given the climate at the time. At the same time, they didn't make the playoffs. And so they would have the excuse of just being like, we're in a new era now where like this isn't good enough, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It would yeah. have it would have yeah. been a PR uh, disaster at the time. It would have definitely, like, in the offseason, been a thing people were talking about. But then imagine they go they go out the gate at the start of this year with Rick Tockett and play the way they have under Rick Tockett. No one would give a yeah, shit. Everybody completely like forget about it. Yeah, right? it'd be great. And um, they'd be in the playoffs. Like, it, the, it, well, the playoff the race yeah, in the exactly, West is yeah. so bad this year. Like, Which is why I think next year, like, it's I possible. mean, we're, yeah. we haven't learned our lesson from the beginning of this year, obviously. But, like, they are playing with more structure under Tockett. Presumably Demko will will bounce back. Pedersen and Hughes are fucking insanely good. Yeah, I'll believe it when um, I see it though. I, yeah. I, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like I, I the big the big thing for me is like if they have a good start to the year, I think they'll make the playoffs. That's fa- that's totally fair. But yeah, the thing that I heard yeah. about about uh, Rutherford, anyways, is that basically oh, yeah, they had a, a a discussion in the off season where or and probably heading into the season too where. It it was like basically Rutherford being like, I would like to fire Bruce Boudreaux and Aquilini being like, no, right. you can't fire Bruce Boudreaux. And that just yeah. going on for a yeah. while and then yeah. hitting a point where Rutherford was basically like, all right, if you're not going to let me do my job, then I'm going to make sure this unfolds in the most embarrassing possible way for you, which if that is in fact the case is awesome g move because yeah. because that, I mean, that I mean, means it's, that they it finally, sucks for boudreaux it but, does but yeah. at least it means for the organization they finally have a guy in charge who's willing to like big dick aquilini Embarrass basically the owner. Yeah. yeah 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 and I, I think i do think that is the case i i really yeah. it made no like it it just it makes no sense for rutherford who's like 
you know, one however, like three Stanley Cups. Yep. For him to come in and and just get like dicked around by Aquilini, like he would never ever do that. There's no reason to do that, right? So on, on some level, yeah. I think I think you're right that like that was his way of like embarrassing Aquilini, I guess. Yeah, um, I, I, that I and, have heard that from from someone. So yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other thing, like, I don't know, this is, I mean, this is copium, obviously this is, that's been always a big is. theme on our show that the last like month or two, but I do trust this management group in terms of like pro scouting and stuff, at least yeah. to do a better job than Jim Benning, like in terms of like building around the edges and stuff, like they already have, you have, you have a top line center, you have a, a number one D and you have a uh, number one goalie. Like yeah. you've got the the big three things that you really need. You got three and players who are all an, in a like they're in the argument to be the best player at that position that they've ever had. Yes, really. Like yeah. the only one yeah. who oh, yeah. who, re- who isn't really in the conversation yet is Demko. Demko, right? Uh, and yeah. that's yeah. really, but that's really only because Roberto Luongo is a top five goalie all time. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. like hard hard to compete against. There was something yeah. Jackson touched upon about them. They could have used not making the playoffs as like an excuse for <laughs> why to fire Boudreaux. And I was listening to a bit of Canucks talk today and they, this came up uh, in a kind of different sense. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the legacy of this team now versus what it was before and how the standards have changed yep. for the team. And they made the playoffs 11 out of 14 years from 2015 to... For, 2001 to 2015, yeah. right? They missed 2014, 2008, 2006. And every time that happened, major firings took place. Yeah. Like Gillis was allowed to miss the playoffs once. That's it. Yeah. And then you go and look and there was the one Mickey Mouse playoffs, like mm-hmm. say what you will about it. I like, like I think you can't really count it cuz it wasn't a full season. But oh, you absolutely well, gonna, can't if, if that count was, it. it, it, it like, yeah. cannot count. I'm sorry. If they, it, you, it, they no. were going to miss the yeah. playoffs that year. They were on without, their way. Literally, COVID saved. They them. They were out like, of the playoffs yeah, exactly. on the last day, on this day that the season got cut off. They had just yeah. dipped below like, Winnipeg. Yeah, like they were probably going to so miss. If if they don't make it next year, it's going to be at least a decade yeah. since they you know, made the playoffs in a traditional manner or host a home playoff game, however you yeah. want to slice it. And it it's so crazy that after the fucking you'll levy draft and the Louis Erickson signing and the good Branson re-signing that they decided to double down and be loyal to Jim fucking Benning well, when Gillis I, was given such a short leash. I, yeah. I do think like, you know, given like in retrospect too, like, um, it, and this is not to absolve Jim Benning of anything because he was a total moron, obviously. But I do think the reason they kept him around was that he would just do what Aquilina asked thousand, him to yeah, do. Yeah, no for question. Sure. Yeah, yeah. The the other thing is, why wasn't um, Willie fired after that playoff round against? Uh, yeah, that was Calgary. a good oh point God, that they man. made about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that that's like the yeah. one that's like literally one of like only a few examples of like coaching losing you a playoff series. Yeah. Le- like legitimately because he was just like at home just rolling out the lines one, two, three, four, and literally allowing the Bob Hartley to fucking line match yeah. when he was on the road. I mean, that's mm-hmm. crazy. But oh, yeah, like with, with them just being playing eliminated at all. Anyway, sorry, the, I, I can't. People yeah, no, will hate this. With them being eliminated now, <sighs> it's like I'm on this site called champsorchumps.us, which shows oh, wow. like the postseason record of every team. And I'm scrolling through the entire Canucks history. And this is like 
easily the worst stretch. Oh, it's not even like, close. It's not even close. It, like, because yeah. you mentioned 2001 to 2015, um, which is a good one. Uh, but like, you can you can go back even further to that to like 1990. You know, because yeah. the because yeah. the the dark days of Keenan and Messier were what that was three four years four years of missing the playoffs and then they made the playoffs like five years in a row before that or maybe even more like yeah people, well, uh, and also the Keenan years ended up like really that, yeah. helping yeah, the team in the long run too oh right? hugely like, like yeah. it ended up getting them a lot of like players that that helped it for future runs so yeah like like um, him uh, uh, treating uh, Trevor Linden like garbage and then. Uh, him getting yeah, traded. Like one of the best things that's like, ever happened oh, to this team. Uh, no yeah. question. No question. Uh, like uh, the the Linden trade, like there's so many. And that's kind of the funny thing is that like if you look back in Canucks history, there's so many examples of like the team's best player getting moved or like one of the team's best players getting moved. And it immediately or almost immediately helping the team like uh, yeah. Linden helps them. Linden gets them Bertuzzi and helps them get the Sedins. That's right, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. Uh, Pavel which Bure, then turns into Luongo. Yeah, which then yeah. turns into Luongo. Yeah, and that's a, an, another example of it happening. Like, because Bertuzzi is one of the best players on their team. They trade him for Roberto Luongo. And then, um, uh, by the same token, too, like uh, like Pavel Bure, a trade they undeniably lost, still got them Ed Jovanovsky, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. and what's so, what's been so, like, painful about this era of Canucks hockey for me specifically is they're just like total inability to even get like a PR win from trading uh, a big player for like a great return you know like they basically uh, have like reverse paperclip themselves into not (laughs) doing that since they traded Corey Schneider for for the pick that got Bo Horvat like they're petrified yeah, do you remember the Ham Hughes Verbata trade deadline? How much of a disaster I'm still that was? Mad like that, about it. that alone was a fireball. <laughs> Absolutely, offense, right? that like, should have been. I mean, that should have been it. Like, y- yeah. Oh, and there's Jesus so many Christ. examples. <laughs> like, like especially when you, uh, when you like when, because I, I recommend to people if you are gonna write about sports for a long time and then basically just stop, that you do it for at least <laughs> long enough to make friends with all the people who are serious about it. Um, because like, uh, the, the advantages you get to hear all the behind the scenes stuff. And it's like the amount of players that they had that had a chance to trade for a first round pick. If they were smart about it over the last decade, basically it's insane. Mm. Like Chris Tanev, Jacob Markstrom, uh, those are the recent ones, but like verbata, if they trade him that summer, could probably get a first round pick. There's like people I know for sure. Like Ryan Miller, they could have traded Ryan Miller for the pick oh. that became Timo Meyer. That was on the table. Jesus Christ. And they didn't do it. Like ah. it's just I've heard that before, yeah. and it's just it, I mean, every time it just blows my mind. It's it's oh, really like this hasn't just well, been bad. It's been like almost it's almost like you couldn't if you set out to cause the maximum amount of pain for Canucks yeah. fans over the last, you know, eight years, we'll say. This is it. Like, because imagine, imagine they just blow the Hughes and Pedersen drafts. Well, then there'd be nothing to even really be mad about. Oh, you'd just be like, oh, well, they just suck. Like, whatever. Mm -hmm. They just suck. They'll keep sucking and eventually they'll get a good player or something. I guess, presumably, if they had blown the Hughes and Pedersen drafts, 
Benning would have had to have gotten fired earlier. Because Hughes and Pedersen were the only thing saving And there him. probably would have been some higher picks in other drafts. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe they get a Jack Hughes instead. Something well, like my, my like, favorite thing that you see fans say, like people who love Jim Benning, uh, or even people who are just like, well, let's wait and see, you know, mm-hmm. like, and you'll, uh, this is something that just drives me fucking insane is that, well, if they had drafted Kachuk over Ulevi, they wouldn't have been able to draft Patterson. <laughs> like, like Kachuk was like moving the them up like six spots defense. in the draft. What are we talking about here? Like, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, so it's stupid. Insane. It's so God. stupid. Like, I'm uh, so man, glad it, we're it reliving all this. It right sure sucked to have Matthew Kachuk as well. Like he wouldn't have <laughs> added any value to the team, even if they didn't have Pedersen. Uh, oh fuck! Who? who well, did you see yeah, the uh, uh, the Frank Sarabelli thing today about the JT Miller well, trade? I was about to bring that up. Uh, so like, okay, the thing, the thing. Let me just say this: what the thing I have to do for my own sanity at this point is I have to assume Frank Sarabelli is wrong about everything. I'm going to just say I, I don't, I don't think he has sources, and I think it's because he looks like an old baby. Okay, and that's that's why. All right, that's the main reason why. Because if I start believing in his in his reporting, and I all joking aside, I do think he is a good reporter. But if I start believing in his reporting, especially the reporting about the JT Miller stuff, I'm going to blow my brains out. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that, that's such a because. Do you want to read what? Yeah, the, yeah. The tweet so says? Sarah Valley said on his podcast today that the Penguins and Canucks were far enough down the road on JT Miller trade that the Canucks were getting two firsts <laughs> and trying to figure out where to flip Jason Zucker. I I mean that is just so that's it's so funny because that's one of those uh nuggets of information where both teams fans are like you fucking moron GM what are you doing <laughs> yeah, absolutely like, like penguins fans are so mad I mean obviously they're fine that it didn't happen but I think it's cuz Vancouver called it off I'm pretty sure not Pittsburgh or right? they like so, ran out of time or yeah, they couldn't they wanted that God. young center instead which, which and and I'll so I'll believe Saravelli about this part is that he he does repeatedly say that Miller's probably still going to maybe get traded in the offseason. Maybe they'll revisit the Pittsburgh stuff. If which they is trade like, right, JT Miller, I will take back every bad thing I've said about them. Absolutely. Like, I will just immediately Absolutely. like, I will, I will lead the parade. I'll leave the parade before it even happens. Like, I'll well, just start I, my own parade. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the Canucks, and I know, since I Miller's know. been hot and producing it over a point I per know. game since Taka took over, they are going to talk themselves out of not doing it because <sighs> they need him to make the playoffs. Well, the question is just that's what's going to happen. The question is just whether Frank will let them do it or not. It's not even like that. That's the thing about all of this is that it's just like like uh, once again the things you hear behind the scenes. Like f- Frank is in the room on trade deadline day. He's in the room on yeah. free agency day. Yeah. Like he's th- he's get him out of there. there. Like uh. he's he. I, I've I I don't know the extent. I know that's not normal. I don't know the extent to which that's like he's there making the final call on every fucking move that they make. But like you know they, it, it's so hard to to be like oh uh, well you know like this management group has done this or whatever because on at every point. There's a question where you you have to ask like okay but like did they want to do something else and the owner just told them not <laughs> that they couldn't right like yeah. because I, I but that's what drives I you insane as a that, fan absolutely I know so it sucks it yeah. really I wanted to believe it wasn't that bad it is so it is to the bad. it is like the the whatever like joke thing that you would make up about <sighs> Francesco Aquilini basically true that's the uh, shut it down. Oh. Shut it down. Yeah, oh, absolutely. We, we need we need you, Mr. Tampa, My favorite thing ever. about the Miller I, trade. Sorry, just to because I have to 
I always have to get in my dig on on JT Miller because I I fucking hated that trade the second that they made it, and I was proven <laughs> right about it in the yeah. long run. But like the thing that the defense that people always use um, is that is like, well, if you look at what they paid to get him, um, which which I've always treated as like, a, you know, to a team that doesn't make the playoffs, JT Miller's a negative value asset. Because he just keeps you from bottoming out and getting a better draft yeah. pick. Like, mm-hmm. but the thing is, like, it's yeah. like, oh well, they the pick they traded is like uh, Shakir Mukhamadulin or whatever, who's like prob- probably won't play in the NHL, or if he does, he's not going to be like an impact player or whatever. He was he was in the Timo Meyer trade, right? Uh yes, yes, he I was. Think? Yeah. Um, and you know, basically, basically the the it's it's just like okay, value in, value out. They won the trade or whatever. But the thing is, and I've been thinking about this recently. If their pick uh, hadn't converted to the next year, so like if they had had the pick in 2020 and then had to, like wouldn't have had the pick in 2021, no matter what, right? Because it was uh, yeah. it was one year mm-hmm. or the other, um, and everything still like turns out the same. Other than that, then the Canucks wouldn't have had the pick to trade for OEL and Garland. <laughs> oh, so. <laughs> Oh, no. OEL and Garland. This is this is something I wanted to talk about too. And we'll get to the uh the iMac bit. Yeah. But there's with JT Miller, this is the huge offseason cap problem. Like they need to move money. Yeah. And the this was another thing that I heard on Canucks talk today that got the wheel spinning in my head. What if they use that first round pick to get away from bad money this year? So like <sighs> I, know I do think I do think they're going to the, trade their first. I know we've I do talked think about moving that first pick if they don't win yeah. the lottery or whatever, right? Yeah. And I'm okay with that if it's like a flashy big dick move to really improve the team. Like there was the uh, the Sebastian Ajo talk that um, <laughs> wow. sat kept bringing up a couple times, which like I don't really believe would happen. I think nah, nah, uh, I Carolina's think so. more astute than that. Yeah. But like if they, there they was are, some but sort Ajo of, like, signed. Aho signed an offer sheet, right? I, I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he, if there's like something know? comparable like that where they're taking like a huge swing, and I'm like, all right, I'm excited to see how this pans out. But please, for the love of God, don't do another OEL trade where you're like, okay, using that first pick as a sweetener to get out of bad mistakes. Like you can't redo the OEL trade, but don't just, just like attach a first to Myers to save six million okay, dollars. Yeah, that, please, that would suck. I'm begging you, but I'm not saying this is like even possible but okay. theoretically <laughs> theoretically if you yeah. if you now this is assuming like they can't end up picking in like the top 5 or 6 that's too high like to do it mm-hmm. uh anything yeah. like anything higher than like 7 is just too it's too high of a pick to trade in a draft like this where like if you're picking where you almost want to like if you're not picking first you almost want to pick like 6th cuz then it's just like yeah which guy fell? Mitchkov, you know, Benson, yes. Carlson. Like, you just pick the guy mm-hmm. who fell or whatever. Smith. Yeah, yeah totally. exactly. Um, yeah. And, uh, but like, if you could, without taking any like real money back, if you could trade your first round pick to get off of OEL, that's probably like the most value you can get trading that pick. Like, I th- if you're I, purely yeah. killing I, the seven, what? What is it? Seven and seven one, seven five. 
Yeah, like, something like that. Yeah. That might be the 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 biggest dick move like move you can make with that pick. Is is now we if have seven so like million if it's like tenth or eleventh overall, right? Yeah, yeah. who's like, the exactly. sucker? Yeah, uh, who is the sucker? A team that, mm, that that's the question. A team that is like really far away from competing, I guess. Because how much longer do they have OEL for? Chicago, Chicago, maybe. That was the thing Drance talked about, right? Was he was like, what if they, yeah. what if they just traded down? Like, what if they just traded down, like, uh, you know, from let's say they they get like seventh or something and then i don't even know if this is possible but like you get seventh and then you could trade down into like the teens get like a a third line center who's paid too much but who's good back and they trade (laughs) over here's what you do you right you you trade down with detroit sure and get back the (laughs) bohorb That would be oh amazing. Oh my god! There's so many yeah. funny options here for the Canucks. Oh, I'm really, I'm really excited for this off season now. <laughs> god damn! Uh, I mean, nothing will happen. We'll spend more money, not be able to get out. No, actually, yeah. that's that's wrong because they like have to finally do something to clear cap space. They like, have to do no something. Whether whether it's Myers gone, whether it. they buy out OEL, like OEL, I think is gone 100 percent this off season. One way, one way or another. Like yeah. he has to. Be. I kind of think so too. Um, yeah. Myers probably as well. And obviously they have to get rid of like two wingers. So Garland and Bess are probably sure. like, they're going to trade out a lot of, a lot of players. Uh, well, they're going to um, try. And you're like, sleeping on the Besser yeah. renaissance. <laughs> Cause that's, well, look, I think, <laughs> I don't know. I think going into next year, just not having OEL and Myers on the team would make me so happy. Like I would, if, if OE, okay, I'm going to say this right now. If OEL and Myers, um, are not on the Canucks to start the season next year, I'll buy a Canucks jersey. Yeah, and sure. I've, I've said yeah. I'm not going to buy anything like merch-wise at all, but if OEL and Myers are off the team next year um, by, you know, opening night, and not like off as in like, oh, like... Like they they got to be off the fucking roster. Yeah. Although if you're if you're doing the LTIR retirement for, you know, for OEL, that's acceptable too, sure. I guess. But yeah. If OEL and Myers are not like playing for the Canucks next year, if they get traded or bought out or whatever, mm-hmm. I will buy a Canucks jersey. I'm calling okay. it right now. Nice. I, I speak to Both of them. I promise. Uh, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I uh, <laughs> yeah. I said that if they didn't bungle the pride jersey thing, I was going to get a piece of pride merch. And I went with the white hat, which they okay. restocked. Cool. Very nice. They did do Very a good nice. job with pride night. That's one of the nice yeah, things no, I'll say I, about they, them. They did. Yeah. We'll just touch on it briefly because I guess this happens after. After, after you guys I think recorded, we recorded the last before, one, I think. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. um they handled the Kuzmenko thing perfectly, I think. Didn't give him a platform. About as well as Just they could. Went have. on with their night. Yeah. Like, yeah. Given given their options, I think that's like what they had to do. It like how does it change your opinion on Kuzmenko? Uh, it's just disappointing. This was the most yeah, predictable like, thing that's ever happened, ever. Yeah. Like, he was the most <laughs> yeah. obvious milkshake duck candidate I've ever seen yeah. in, in, like, ever. Yeah. Uh, we were, people were it, calling it, just it sucks like, months because, ago. Because, like, Malkin... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. like, Malkin wore a pride no, jersey. Gavrikov did. Like, so, like, yeah. the Russian excuse, I don't no, buy, it's right? Yeah. And so, like, it really... I don't know. I mean... It it sucks. It's it's disappointing, it's, and, and, like, I, and I can't imagine if you were like a, an LGBTQ like fan, like how you would feel. Like it's just uh, well. So by the time this comes out, it's a little plug for. Uh, do you guys know Riley Miner? We've had, we had her on the show. Yes, uh, trans oh, awesome. goaltender extraordinaire Riley Miner. Yes. Oh, she's yeah, great. Yeah, 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 she's awesome. Yeah. So we had her on the show, and that I really like her, be... uh, her hockey highlights. Oh, she's yeah. She, she, she had she one. She's uh, the best. <laughs> 
she had one a, a few months ago where uh, she didn't know the play had started and was like drinking water and the puck got sent down from like the complete <laughs> other end of the ice. <laughs> Hell yeah. And she just, I think she just saved it or it hit the post, uh, but amazing. it was just like very, very yeah, funny. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah. yeah, we either, either like right around the time this comes out, it'll be out. So uh, nice. yeah. Awesome. Um, so if you I, want to know what I'm that's pretty like, good at, there you go. You can you can listen to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty good at separating art from the artist. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. I have a Morrissey tattoo. Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah. If, if the Canucks were going to, um, <laughs> if the Canucks were like making a big, and you got that, ta- you got that tattoo year. like a month ago. Uh, <laughs> it was in you November. Got, yeah. Oh, wow. okay, all right, yeah. like six months ago. <laughs> that was a complete joke. Oh, that's really funny. No, 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 it's, yeah. it's um. If you've seen the music video for Suede Head, uh, it's really goofy. He's uh, He goes to James Dean's hometown. He's like trying to ride a tractor and he clearly doesn't know how to do it. Nice. And then it just cuts to him in a field uh, playing bongos with a bunch of cows. That's really yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. So I have him playing bongos in front of a bunch of cows and it says, I'm so sorry. And like an American traditional style. Um yeah, I thought I got it because it's goofy. Yeah, no, that's but, kind uh, of a little. Yeah, that's. I don't like agree with his. No, yeah, that's, on, that's like, sort Chinese of people or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a little so different. Yeah, I'm not gonna get a Kuzmenko tattoo, but no. you know, if the Canucks do make it as a wild card next year and he scores a big playoff goal, I'm still cheering. No, oh, sure, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it does suck that he's uh he's a homophobe. Yeah. yeah. It's, All right. It's brutal. Did you want now, to do this reading series? Oh God, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have so much, so we should probably start. Like, yeah, Jesus. yeah. Kick us off. Let me know. Let, yeah, yeah the, Like, uh, let me know if I have too much here because it's like it, it's it is a lot. But I I should start by saying <laughs> that obviously uh, it's not on here. But my favorite iMac article is of course the one that he wrote about me. Um, no question. <laughs> Wait. Ten out of ten moment. <laughs> Uh, the the yeah. highlight highlight of my uh, illustrious writing career. Um, uh, Stefan talked about this on Real Good Show, I think, like many, many years ago. Uh, the one where yeah. he basically like implied that I don't believe in global warming um, and like and <laughs> yes. then ended it with uh, with oh, what was it? Um, uh, when I heard the learned astronomer by uh, Walt Whitman. Um, (laughs) it's literally the most unhinged article he's ever written. Um, it starts with the, the subheader, my name in vain. (laughs) Cause I wrote, I wrote an article called like, don't believe anything Ian McIntyre says about rebuilding or something that I just like, that was literally like, I, I, I wrote it all at once was like, what the fuck do I call this thing? Did that. And then sent it in. JD, I think, was the editor at the time, and he was like, "Yeah, whatever, sure." And then it caused like <laughs> a gigantic, like a gigantic meltdown. And I actually, um, I have to, I have to find the screenshot that I took because it's, it's like the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, I got a message yeah. from uh, J- Botchford was the Jason Botchford was the one who let me know that the article was out, and um, yeah, I got a message from him that said. Uh, iMac is unhinged. This is pretty crazy. May have to read this a few more times before I crash. I've never seen anything like it. It's one of the great melts in modern history. It has a fucking oh, that's so good. it has a fucking Walt Whitman poem in it. Oh. So I will say, I will say, like I, I went looking for um, for iMac takes, 
and I want to say a couple nice things about him before we're like extremely mean for the next little while. But like, sure. Um, okay. Do you, wait. So are, are we just because I, I don't want to go through all the articles. No, 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 no. I can because we want we want to have you. I'll back, do. But I'll, I know you've got the I'll Mike Keenan. Do one some hits. Yeah, I'll do a couple. Okay. A couple okay, good okay, ones. Beautiful. Um, and I, I'll I'll just give the summary. You know. Um. Uh. But uh, he uh, he did a really good article. Um, recently, like just the other day, actually, about uh, Quinn Hughes and I think Ethan Bear as well yeah. and the Pride thing. Really good article, like genuinely. Yes. Um, yeah. Also, his takes on Sportsnet were really good. I thought yeah. they were going to be bad, but nope. they weren't. Nope. He, um, he hit the nail yeah. on the head. And, Shout out to and him. I will say when he does kind of like those, not human interest, but like like player profiles yeah. and stuff, I really do. I, I enjoy those. those he are good, gets you know? good quotes it's, because, yeah, be, and sure. that's the, the, you know, like that's the advantage of being a guy who's like n- never critical basically like yeah. almost never. And so like, as a result, you know, I went looking, trying to find like bad takes from the Gillis era. And now granted, like it's kind of, it can be needle in a haystack sometimes, but like I have a newspapers.com sure. account. So like that helps a lot. And I couldn't find any, like when the team is good or they do something good, it's fine. Yeah. It's just that. And, yeah. and, and so it's like, it's easy to feel bad. Um, Sometimes I'm like, am I, am I too mean to this guy? But then like you see a picture of him literally carrying Francesco Aquilini's luggage. <laughs> that was, that was so and it's funny. Like, okay. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah no, I, oh, I'm not going to feel that bad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, my personal favorites are like, there's, um, uh, uh, he had a, he had a good one where he compared, uh, uh, people who still think the JT Miller trade is bad to uh trying to trying to talk them out of it to trying to talk the devout out of their religion um i enjoyed <laughs> okay. that uh just some of the titles here like oliver ekman larson looks like a nice fit for canucks that's uh from october oh. 2021 <laughs> um the, oh, i think we've read some of his oel real uh, it's good stuff yeah. well, the, the, my favorite one is the one where he and credit to him he like kind of hedged his bet where he was like mm-hmm. yep it could turn up like it was basically just like you're putting all your your chips in on this i, I i'll see if i can find the exact that one quote, had poetry you, in it as well i think yeah that was uh, um let's yeah anyways continue <laughs> uh he he had you know a uh, great article uh, pr- uh praising the Jay Beagle signing uh obviously oh. uh, I, uh an article praising the Eric Branson re-signing for 4 million dollars yes, that was a good one we've we've read from we've read that one totally. before i think that was the one where it's like hockey is not played on paper <laughs> yeah that's the right. one yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. okay yeah yeah, yeah. you yeah. guys know you, you guys these guys are real heads <laughs> yeah um <laughs> the uh uh, there was a there was a good one. Let's see here. Just just once again, just summarizing. You know, uh, from November 2015, Canucks Brandon Sutter can be a difference maker. Um, mm-hmm. That one was really good. I really enjoyed those. Um, but like, I think my favorite or my favorite one of recent vintage, and the one that once again like makes me feel the least bad about making fun of him is the Jake Vertanen one. And I am going to read the full quote for that because it's amazing. Oh, no. uh, this oh. is after, by the way, he's charged with rape, just for the record. Uh, oh, God. And he says, okay. this is the end of the article. Vertanen loved being selected by his boyhood team and mostly loved playing for the Canucks. He meant well as a player, tried to improve his game. He endured without complaint the withering scrutiny of the market. But Vertana never came close to fulfilling expectations and becoming the player he is capable of being. 
Now he'll need to try somewhere else if someone gives him the chance. Oh, ugh. which is well, a real the, read the, the room. Swiss, the thing. Swiss second division. Beautiful yeah. Chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then his teammates all decided they hated him. Yeah, that's so funny. Uh, yeah. God damn. yeah, it rocks. Uh, uh, Jake Vertanen, by the way, playing a lower tier of Swiss hockey than Nicholas Jensen. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Jealous Jesus stays winning. Um, oh, yeah. my oh, God. Here's a here's a bit of a, a Vertanen thing. I was talking to uh, Mike C. Oh, nice. Think Magic from Twitter. Yep. Yes. And yeah. uh, he was Who's telling, back on Twitter, I think, which is great. Yeah. So. But we like hung out when I was in Toronto and like, got some beers yeah. and wings or whatever. And we were just talking about hockey. And he was like, I fucking love Evander Kane. And hear me out. <laughs> he's like, right. I know he's done some bad things, but the team, they were like, I think they went to Jasper or like in between during training camp or something. Yeah. And Jake Vertanen was there mm. and he wouldn't let Jake Vertanen be in any pictures with him. <laughs> he, like, he like cropped him out and it was like very specific about like not uh. being in any pictures with Jake Vertanen. So he's like, okay, that is, you know, that is so awesome. Good. That's, that that's really I funny. feel like yeah. I remember seeing some posts about that at one point where someone yeah. had like pictures from multiple Instagram accounts or something. Yeah. God, that's that's, so that's, that's like Christ. a real like Trump debate stage. Like, why are you even here? Yeah, moment exactly. Where it's just like, okay, yeah. this guy also, sucks but that's hilarious yeah that's that's amazing so uh the 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 oh wait it looks like i got it backwards <laughs> Ven- oh vertanen cropped oh, out okay. Evander Kane. that's for- also oh. hilarious either way like yeah. okay it's funny either I think way it's actually yeah. funnier oh, it would be no, funny no, 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 no. no it was wait wait no no I- god damn jake vertanen cropped out of Evander okay. kane's fishing photos yeah okay, okay that's no, still I funny wrong. i was wrong that is still okay. funny. yeah kane cropped okay. out vertanen Okay. okay, he's still based. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, no, that's funnier because it's because it's funnier because Evander Kane can actually play hockey. Um, yeah, so yeah, like, exactly. so yeah, so that's yeah. funnier for him just being like, I don't want this guy in my picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's like crap on my style. He's making me look bad. He's Evander Kane is like this guy makes me look bad. <laughs> actually, um, I, I actually okay. I, I did want to. Um, uh, I did want to read one more because I know this has been a. a a hobby horse uh, for for Stefan for sure. So the okay. heavy lifting of the rebuild is over, right? I I've never What's been it? able to find. I, I think I think Yerky found it for us. Did he? And it's not. It was it was a radio yes. hit. Okay. Yeah. And 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 I think we, I don't know if we took it out of context necessarily, but I think it was uh, my understanding is it was more. And maybe Aaron has the the DM. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, but it was kind of more him being like, look. They're not going to rebuild, so just kind of accept it. Right, right? yeah, oh, which is interesting. Uh, Yerky, um, yeah. uh, it's nice to know that Yerky uh, sends, sends corrections and, and, and stuff like that to other podcasts. That's, that feel, oh, that's great. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I do love Yerky, though. He rocks. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the, the thing, I, I have like, it was from a Pravi's article where he was able to find right, it. Right, okay. Um, They've done a poor job of getting their message out, but honestly, I think there's people uh, who have decided what the team is and they're not interested in whatever their message would be now conveyed to them. They've done most of the heavy lifting on the rebuild. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. This is essentially yeah. the team with Brock Besser next year, with Ovi Levy next year, with oh. somebody that's going to get probably in the top 10 at this draft this spring. Uh, I really, mean, I guess if, in, in retrospect, like uh, he was kind of right. Yeah. Because they were like, well, we're done rebuilding now. Fuck yeah, it. and so we're done. filed let's, under let's the heavy lifting trades. of the rebuild is over. I found the closest thing to that that he wrote. 
uh, which okay. is, yeah. uh, once again, the titles of these are just so good. Uh, Ian McIntyre, Erickson makes Canucks better, but Lucic would have rebranded them. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Which Whoa. is and and in his defense it's less like these were both great signings and more like uh you know Lucic signed for longer and more money but he would have been a real that would have been a real identity changer for them. Erickson is just sort of like Yeah. An, a, and in fairness, I think we all thought Louis Erickson would be good for like at least a year or two. You know, yeah. I don't think anybody yeah. saw him falling yeah. off to the extent that he did. I don't think people saw him scoring on his own net in his literal <laughs> first game with the team. <laughs> that is so good. That's one of the some of these stories are just like they're very they're poetic, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so so this is this is just the the relevant um, part of the article. Uh, a fault line divides Canucks Nation, split between expecting the team to do everything possible to make the playoffs, really the least it can do considering what it charges for tickets, and yearning for the broader rebuild. With the free agent departure of Dan Hamhuis and buyout of Chris Higgins, this is how fucking long this has been going on, by the way. Um, <laughs> the Canucks have only seven players remaining from the team Benning inherited two years ago. Next season, Vancouver should have eight players under age 25 and seven in their 30s. The Toronto Maple Leafs, darlings of the rebuild crowd, likely will have seven under 25 and six over 30. The Canucks have rebuilt. Benning expects to win next year. So does Erickson, who could have gone to better teams. So I think that is a more clear line in the sand. <sighs> they rebuilt in this is in twenty this is July first, twenty sixteen. Oh that uh twenty sixteen, yeah. I think legitimately worst season in Canucks history. Maybe just worst like not year standings wise. Like ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's when they got God. old Yam tits in office. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. The Cheeto oh, and Chief. Boy. Folks, have you heard about oh, that? Man. Yeah. Uh, but God. it was bad. Do you, it was so, really bad. Um, I, I know we're talking iMac here, mm-hmm. but I've noticed this with with Mark Spector where I think he like understands how bad his hockey opinions are because he has his, I'm pretty sure he has his tweets set up to auto-delete like every two weeks. Yeah. Vias um, does that too. Which like, yeah. <laughs> he does oh. it for smart reasons <laughs> that, though. That, right, that of would, course, yeah. That would be a good one. Those like, uh, let me know what your 2016 vibe is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh. See that quote tweet going around this week? Yes, I did. Well, there's there is a there is a video of me uh, at the Canucks draft party at Rogers Arena the moment they drafted you, Levy. I think John uh, was filming me and Justin reacting to it. So, <laughs> I mean, that would be a good one to post. Jesus Christ! I mean, that was I. I can't even fuck. God damn it! That's, what, that pissed that's, me off what, so that's much. like Holy seven shit. years ago now. What the fuck? Oh my god. God, how, I'm oh. so old now. Ah. Yeah. Okay, oh. so these are these are two that that relate closely to each other. Uh, once again, in in memento order. Um, this is from an article <laughs> from November seventeenth, two thousand. It's titled "Messier Left Legacy." Oh. <laughs> and now, in fairness, okay, there have been players from that team, like Nasland and stuff, who have said nice things about Marcus Nasland or. Uh, Mark Messier. Uh, they're also all the kind of players that never say anything bad about anybody, though. So I don't know. I don't really buy yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I think I think you can take a lot more from uh, Henrik Sedin, like uh, explicitly excluding Mark Messier from every like we played with under all these great captains, you know, like 
uh, things or whatever like that. I think you could take a lot mm. more from that, but um, I just want to make sure I find the uh, yeah. Okay. So Messi Messier's professionalism as a Canuck never wavered. He was given more opportunities than a paratrooper to pull the ripcord and leave the Canucks, but he never asked to be traded. Not when his friend Mike Keenan was fired as coach, not when Burke came in and started tightening the payroll, not even when it became clear before last March's, trade, March's trading deadline that the Canucks would exercise their buyout in Messier's contract and ask the Hall of Famer in waiting to cut his salary in half. I realize that's, you know, a little bit short of like he was amazing and fantastic, but like sure, if you want to yeah. talk about like not being able to criticize a player. Yeah, good for him yeah. for not leaving when his friend, the coach, got fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, this is this is the 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 money one. It's from uh, March twenty fifth, nineteen ninety eight. It's uh, an article called "Keenan is getting teams mix right." <laughs> all right. So, this almost reckless pace of change and disregard. He's talking about all the players that were. Moved in and out. This almost reckless pace of change and disregard for players' long service to the National Hockey League club it would be contemptible if it weren't for an overriding fact. Keenan's Canucks look better than any version since the 1994 <laughs> Stanley <laughs> Cup finalists. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Keenan came with the mandate oh. to shake the Canucks from their stupor of mediocrity, and he said early on in his reign that he needed to change the culture of the team. Consider it changed. It required this season to be sacrificed. Conspiracy theorists. Dude, this is what he's saying now. It's never changed. (laughs) The only thing that happened is that for a really long time in between, the team was good. So he didn't get caught on any of this stuff. Oh, my God. Uh, Conspiracy theorists take note. Some St. Louis players familiar with Keenan believe he allowed the Canucks to flounder in midseason in order to build a case for more control, something he obtained from ownership in January. But Vancouver is now bigger, tougher, younger, and more economical than when Keenan took over. Importantly, roles, including leadership, have been defined. The Canucks have added, uh, yeah, and then just, you know, they added all these people. Um, and then uh, oh. now this this is this is when was what ninety eight this was this written what the beginning of the of the bad times ninety eight ninety nine yeah. season uh, no ninety seven ninety eight season end of the ninety seven ninety eight oh, so season okay so so in the season where they went twenty five forty three and fourteen <laughs> and then the following year went twenty three forty seven and twelve so he he ends he ends this with uh, it is called chemistry or the mix and Keenan seems to be getting it right. So, yeah, I, I found oh. that by accident uh, when we were doing a Patreon episode on uh, on Gino. And um, it yeah. was like it was just such, <laughs> such amazing uh, serendipity because like, you know, I think and you uh. see this with like, um, you know, him saying things like, you know, conspiracy theorists take note or like, you know, uh, the game isn't played on paper. These like sort of fake like. <laughs> Fake so smart guy, pompous. like yeah, and this get kind of gets into my theory about uh, iMac, which is that he's not really a bad guy. He's basically just like an indoor kid, you know, like yeah. Mm. And I mean, he's got he's got a great job. I'm oh not, no, like, you know, yeah. if he's if he started criticizing the team, I don't think they would be happy. Necessarily, no, it's so it's the price you pay. Is like <sighs> yeah, that exactly. you that you know. I mean, at the same time, I'm sure like any reasonable person. It didn't think they'd have to like 
wouldn't have thought they would have to brown nose such an, a bad team for this long. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, uh, for so, sure. you know, he's just, he just oh, gives off, you God. know, homeschooled vibes a little bit. Here's something. Yeah. Here's something I was thinking of this week. Mm-hmm. Melanie iMac. <laughs> okay. That could a be something. Character. So character. for any listener that doesn't know, Melanie Mac <laughs> is like gamer girl turned like horrible bigot. She is a follower of the carnivore diet. So she's just she's like, like a right wing Catholic Twitch streamer. Well, she's not yeah. even on Twitch anymore. Is she? No, I, th- I think she- she's still on Twitch. She, okay. um, yeah. she got sent to the hospital for not drinking water. Yeah, you may have seen uh, her from that. That happened a couple times, I think. Yeah, no, too, she so. um, she she was playing like the new Harry Potter game, which like there's a lot of you know, you know yeah. J.K. Rowling being a turf and all that, mm-hmm. and so she 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 called she called her character's last name in the game like bigot, but spelt with like an E or Bigot, something like yeah. B-I-G-G-O-T-T. And then, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. So she was calling all of her fans like the bigot army and stuff. Uh, like she really sucks. And she has like these awful uh, fans that we talk, like they say prayers to her on Twitter uh, all the time. Oh Lord. Um, yeah. So Jesus, thank you today. And thank you for blessing us with iMac. <laughs> Jesus, thank you for Ian's goofy side. Sometimes we need laughter uh. and Ian knows how to make me laugh. And thank you for inspiring me. <laughs> Ian to share you with the world oh, in Jesus' Lord. name. Oh, okay, on the I think I think Melanie IMAC is the most <laughs> I hate this team Absolutely. thing we've ever come that's, up that's with. That's fantastic. Sure. Yeah. Um, on the Twitch <laughs> thing, I I just while we're out doing the memory lane thing, um, do you guys remember when uh, uh, Vertanen did the DM slide to Amaranth? Amaranth. Oh, of course. do you remember what he said? Yeah. How could I forget? Um, it's the best what, thing. I mean, any, was, it's the best pickup line I've ever. <laughs> heard from anyone in when boy what i mean so is, it was when he was in they were they were on the road in dallas yeah I think, and they right? i think is yeah, what it was. And, which is like still like 300 miles from where she was or something um like like yeah. really far i i don't understand distance but you know uh yeah and mm-hmm. uh and it, it was amazing because i guess like he figured like they had some kind of interaction before like either just him message like watching her on Twitch or messaging her or something. But uh, the the yeah. best pickup line of all time, by which I mean the worst pickup line of all time, which was, does my name come in mind? <laughs> what? <laughs> which, Did he spell come uh, with No, no, he didn't do, he, he didn't go uh, that far, but that's almost uh, better. Is that it's, it's just like word salad. Like, I don't even yeah. know what that I means. I mean, he is so stupid. Really dumb. God guy. damn. Yeah. I think it was also... I could be wrong about this, but I, I remember there was uh, a thing a few years ago where they were talking to Canucks players. They were like, what's your favorite? What's the best sushi in Vancouver? And a lot of them rightfully said like Manami sure. yeah. or like actual like good places. And then I'm pretty sure it was Jake Furtan and maybe someone can mm-hmm. correct me. One of our listeners. I think he said Earl's. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Which I completely buy him saying, but like, yeah. yeah. Oh God. This has been a nice stroll down memory. Yeah, this is great. This This is what I really like doing. I don't really care about the team anymore. I just care. (laughs) You know, they're just not funny like they used to be. That's really, I think my biggest complaint. Um, They're they're doing the same kind of thing, but it's not funny anymore. It's just sad. Yeah. 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 I hope they make the playoffs next year because I'm going to just... I just, yeah, <laughs> I I don't I, know. I can't cheer. You're right. Like like you said, I can't cheer for them to lose anymore. It's, I wish it's I could not, hard like, on you be after justifying why I think they're going to beat the Dallas Stars in six. 
That'd be so well, fun. That would be, they yeah. do fuck up Dallas a lot. For exactly. Dallas is so. the exactly. worst franchise. Dallas point. is my least favorite NHL franchise. They're just like... I just hate watching them when they play there because they have the really shitty camera. Yeah, I never forgave you know Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan for their dumb shit that they said about the Sidians. But then also just yep, like... That too. For, for years, I just feel like... Like when the Canucks were kind of good, Dallas was not very good and would always just kick their ass. And then now when they need to lose... They're blowing it again. Like it just—I hate them well, so Dallas much. Dallas also. I—I I, I feel like I could be wrong here, but I think the year so 2011 mm-hmm. when uh, Vancouver played Chicago in the first round, it was going to be between Chicago or Dallas. Oh wow, yeah. And and Dallas was obviously much much worse, and they like choked their way out of totally. the playoffs. Yeah. Um. It, great. God damn yeah. It. Exactly. Ugh. Just and like. Just having to watch those games where Marty Turco, I fucking hated goalies no. that did that. You know, it was just made uh. games unwatchable. So yeah, yeah, fuck the Dallas Stars. I hated Marty Turco's ass, man. Yeah. <laughs> all right, oh, well, Jackson, where thank can you, people Jackson. find you. Uh, thank yeah, you for yeah, coming right. on. Also. Uh, thank you for having me. This was a blast. Uh, I I very much enjoyed it. Um, uh, the show is Roxy Fever. Uh, the Patreon is Patreon.com/slash Roxy Fever. Uh, we do an episode every month where we basically do usually a moment from Canucks history, but uh, it's sometimes, like more recently, it's been like remembering a specific guy. We just did Gino. We'll do Cheech next month. Uh, we did one on Donald Brashear that I really enjoyed. Um, and then nice. uh, I guess the biggest one is just if you just follow me on Twitter at Failson McDonald, you'll see all, all the shit that I do. So, yeah. All Hell right. Yeah. Beautiful. And uh, well, check out our Patreon, too. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. We're not going to have a Patreon episode this week. Yeah. Because Stefan is going on a mystery trip somewhere. Nice. Yeah. And I am going to Quebec. So we won't be around. But uh, we'll be back with a regular episode in a week's time. That's right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Did somebody say just... From the low, and I want to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm ordering delivery, a little sushi while I watch a movie, or buy a salad while I sing a ballad. Need some ice cream, make it a swirl. Gotta treat this California girl.
Somebody say just 